Hey, this is TJ Perkins, and you're listening to ROHCast by ROHworld.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode six of ROHCast. My name's Harry. I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, who's the co-owner and editor of the site. Hi, everyone. And John, who's the chief writing officer. How's it going? This week we're going to do a quick run through of the October 22nd ROH TV show. We'll talk about the latest news and then we'll wrap it up with some uh, topics you sent in. Uh, This week's show began with TJ Perkins taking on Mike Mondo. Um, Before the match, both guys did some quick promos. TJP explained how he started when he was 14. Um, Mike Mondo said he was big. That was basically his promo. (laughs) Um, And then TJP got the quick win at the end with the roll-up. Um, what did you two guys think of the match and the promos beforehand? I like the way they, they sort of gave them, uh, you know, 30 seconds or so to sort of put themselves over. Unfortunately, I mean, we all know that TJP isn't, you know, the strongest of promo guys, but I thought he was okay. But I thought Mike Mondo's promo was probably one of the worst promos that I've was, ever It seen. was dreadful, wasn't it? It was really it just, bad. It was just so forced and so fake that it was, yeah. it, it was just cringeworthy. I mean, it, it didn't come across as sort of intimidating no. or anything or you just, just thought who no, is this yeah. idiot like <laughs> yeah basically it was yeah it was disappointing because I thought, once the match started it was it was pretty good i've always quite liked mike mondo to be honest but when he sort of when mike bennett first started um coming through i always thought that i'd have preferred like mike mondo over mike bennett because they're sort of similar kind of guys but um yeah i mean i, I thought they sort of complemented each other well you know sort of the, the power guy against the high flyer and Mm. TJP always does uh, always does quite well, but um, mm, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, th- I think the promo at the start of the match sort of sort of killed it a little bit. I'm afraid. Yeah, I think Mondo would have been better without doing a promo at all because after seeing that, I just thought I already just didn't like him already without even seeing him wrestle. I was like, oh, this guy's awful. He hasn't even <laughs> done anything yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you know, just having TJP do the promo and then have Mondo come out with a sign. What was it? Godzilla fears Mondo or whatever yeah, it was. The problem like is he, he's obviously had that sign made because he used that sign when he was on ROH on HDNet as well. He used exactly <laughs> the same sign to sort of hype himself on that. So he's obviously had it like laminated and has it in his like in his room somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that had been more effective of getting him over than his horrible, horrible promo. But I I did like the fact that you know they did go in the time to make us kind of care about the match. I see a. Perkins get the win at the end. Um, obviously, there's, he's somebody that has a future, and it really seems they only use Mondo when they're in the Louisville area. So I, I guess you know the win was expected for Perkins, but I'm happy to see him win. It was a good match. I was pleased with it. Mm, uh, yeah, I'm glad they are giving them promo time before matches, but maybe guys who aren't permanent roster members maybe shouldn't. I know obviously TJP is now on, on the roster, but... Mike Mando's obviously only going to come in now and again to sort of, you know, fill fill holes. So, but then obviously if they they wouldn't have uh, had a, you know, if they didn't have a, a promo for him, he'd have sort of just gone to match cold and no one sort of knew who he was. But mm. that the you know that the promo sort of had the you know the, the adverse effect of not getting people you know, into the match. Yeah, it made him look stupid. Made him made it just look a bit you know ridiculous really. Um, after the match, there was a quick. Um... They hyped up final battle briefly with Jay Lethal. Um, they then recapped last week's tag team match between the Ornock Express and the Briscoes. Um, I think it was a bit long. I think I found this every week, really. The recaps are a bit long, considering they've only got an hour slot. I think they need to reduce the number of recaps of previous weeks and previous events or just make them a bit shorter. Did you think that as well, guys? I think with the like, previous events, I think they're you know they've got a good idea to sort of you know, go through them a bit lengthier. But, yeah, with what happened last week, you'd hope that most people have watched last week or yeah. just make mm-hmm. a reference to it. I mean, if you, ha- there's no point, you know, re-showing most of the match because, mm. you, know, you know, if people haven't watched it, then they're not really going to get it anyway. So, yeah, I suppose from that point of view, that they did waste uh, a bit of time on this one, yeah. Um, yeah. It seems like they went over, like, every big spot in the match when really all you really needed to show was the ending if you're going to show anything. Yeah. Mm, the match actually looked a lot better than I remembered it. When I saw the highlights, I was yeah, when I saw the highlights, I was like, "Damn, maybe I didn't watch that match. <laughs> maybe I have to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know." 
Um, then Cornette did a quick promo uh, interview style thing with the Briscoes in the ring, um, basically about how the Briscoes wanted a tag title shot, but Jim Cornette didn't want to give them it. He then announced that next week on the TV show, uh, the Briscoes will battle the All Night Express with the winner getting a tag team title shot at Final Battle. Um, we, of course, know the result of this, but we won't spoil it for those who don't want to know. Um, it, I thought the promo was quite good. Uh, apart from the, they used the silly like ring bell sensor yeah. thing, which <laughs> is is good for like if they're doing a comedy promo, but they're trying to build up a serious feud. And I think having like ding 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 when he said bitch is a bit stupid. Yeah, especially seeing like leg for some reason. I don't know why. Sorry. It reminds me of like Foghorn Leghorn, like old like <laughs> Looney Tunes type characters. For some reason, when they do it. <laughs> Especially seeing as they allowed Nigel McGuinness to say wanker as well, which... <laughs> I'm guessing that's just nothing in America, but... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They did that's say not... ass in the same promo, like, twice, but that's fine, but bitch got dinged out. It's it's a bit silly. Yeah, hmm. wanker's not that bad. Of, like, how bad of a word is that in England? I'm not, like, is that, like, up there it's, with... It's quite up there, yeah. It's, it's up it's, there, yeah. It's, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's, it's just, considered it's, quite it's, a severe yeah. swear word, yeah. Yeah, obviously they don't use that in there in America. America. Uh, and a bit of a controversial thing to say, I think. I mean, I I really love Jim Cornette, but I I'm not that into his sort of interview style on on these on the the TV show so far. I'm just as I, again, I think he just his character just seems a bit forced, and it just I think they just should let Jim Cornette be Jim Cornette, and he just seems. I don't know. I just I'm not really getting you know feeling the whole interview thing. To mm. be honest, I, I don't know if I, you I, I suppose it wasn't really needed. The Briscoes just could have come out. I suppose they had to announce the match, but the Briscoes could have really done it on their own. I suppose. Yeah, but and the way he's like sort of standing there with the the microphone and they're sort of talking into it. I mean, maybe have him at like the top of the, like the the entrance and then have them in the ring and he's, do it like that. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know if that would be possible because I know like the the lighting around the edges of the ring is great. It's just with this ghost. Yeah, Wait. someone's talking. We're not quite sure who because we can't <laughs> see him. But and I suppose that would involve like more camera work and stuff as well. But yeah, yeah, the, the interview segments so far in the ring, I've I've not really been that impressed with. Have there been any without Cornet in the ring? No, I don't think so. Off my head, I can't think. I of can't any. think of any now. I know World's Greatest Tag Team had one as well, didn't they? That was with the... Cornet, yeah. Yeah, with Cornet. So, mm. speaking of the wrestling's greatest tag team, they uh, also did uh, a quick promo shown backstage. It was sort of their response. Um, it, I found it quite funny when Kevin Kelly. I can't remember his exact words, but literally Charlie Haas said exactly what Kevin Kelly said, just straight after each other. I thought that was quite funny. Um, but the promo itself was average, I suppose. It wasn't that. I don't know. Did you guys think it was a bit weird that wrestling? Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a bit weird as well. I don't know. I mean, just go ahead. I mean, they kind of needed to get their side of the story, I guess. But they get they pretty much what the bare minimum of what they needed to say is what they said. They just laid the basic groundwork of what needed to be done. Mm. I don't know if I'm just like really overanalyzing, but it just didn't seem like they really were meaning what they were saying. Like they were saying, like, oh, we really, we really wanted a match against you know, the Briscoes and stuff. But I'd, I'm not really a fan of how they're sort of just tossing or not express away in this. Yeah. I know, that, I know they're really building up the Briscoes against wrestling's great tag team, but like basically both. I mean, the Briscoes are basically saying that they can beat them anytime they want, and wrestling's great tag team are basically saying, yeah, we'd rather face the Briscoes because they're more of a challenge. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think A and X have got you know been given the, the short straw with the TV show so far. Haas and Benjamin did kind of mention they, they're going to have something with All Night Express you know, when they retain against the Briscoes. Like, so they expect you know, All Night Express to be there in the future. Mm. But right now they just have like, that personal grudge against the Briscoes. No mention of the ladder war either at all. No, that, that's no, what... I, I don't know if they'll mention that next next week, but... Yeah. I know just... we've discussed it... Sorry, I know we've discussed it in the past that... Well, I know I said that I didn't really, I didn't want the TV show to be sort of disconnected from the rest of the product, sort of thing. Mm. But I mean, so far, I mean, I know the the good thing is they're really hyping a final battle. So hopefully, yeah, it'll all be linked. The matches, that way. yeah, the matches that they're going to build up on the TV show are going to happen at final battle, and that would be really good. But I suppose with uh, before the sign up, with it being you know, just before the first TV show, that I suppose that it was just sort of a you know nothing event really, where you know that, I suppose they had to 
rebuild things for the TV show. So the, yeah. the results of that pay-per-view were sort of null and void, so to speak. Uh, after the promo by the Briscoes, we then saw this week's Inside ROH segment, which was split into um, two parts this week. The first was a promo by uh, Roderick Strong and Truth Martini. I actually quite enjoyed uh, this segment here. Um, Roddy basically said he's made an open challenge for Final Battle because he knows that he's not going to get um, a title shot against Davey. Um, what did you guys think of uh, the promo itself before we move on to who would like to see accept the challenge? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think if I had to pick one guy who's improved the most since the start of the TV show, I think it would be definitely Roderick Strong. I think he's. I don't think he's ever been really known as a good promo guy, but I think his promo so far has been pretty good. Mm. And I know we've said in previous weeks that they've seemed to have sort of given him more of a personality, and I think that's really uh, really helped him. And it's uh, yeah, I, and I actually quite like Truth Martini as well. I mean, I did surprisingly. Yeah, I've, I've never yeah. been really like. You know, a big fan of him, but I've never really disliked him. But yeah, I, th- I think him and uh, Roderick Strong are really like sort of coming over as you know, as a you know force. So, and Debbie Richards as well. I thought his promo was pretty good. I mean, people have always said that he's not good enough on the mic, but I think both yeah, both Strong and Richards have you know really uh, sort of improved in uh, in that aspect, and it's uh, yeah, it's uh, promising. Yeah, there's really nothing I can add. I really liked both people's promos. I really just, I thought it was just really good, yeah. <laughs> who would you guys like to see um, accept <laughs> Roderick's challenge? Oh, wait, who would you like to see it and who do you think will? That's probably two different questions there. Yeah, um, like probably Nigel McGuinness. I know we we spoke about that, but I think, yeah, Roderick Strong against Nigel McGuinness would be, would be pretty, pretty good. Mm. Um in terms of what I think, um, the way he worded it made it sound like it was going to be someone not from Ring of Honor. I don't know that yeah, might have just been me. Well, but... anybody in the, yeah, because they say like anybody in the world. Then you know, David Richards talked about how he's been going to New Japan. I think it is all year. So it's made me think they're going to bring somebody in from New Japan. I'm not sure who is mm. in that organization because I don't really keep up with Japanese wrestling at all. But it'd just be cool to like because. A few years ago, they used to always fly in these Japanese talent to help fill out the mid-card. Yeah. And that's just something that's been missing as of, like, last couple of years. So maybe if they start doing that again to really help, you know, the, sh- the middle of the show's out a lot. And I just think this would be, like, the best chance to, I guess, start that relationship again. I like yeah. the... Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I agree. I mean, I think they they do that a lot, don't they? They sort of say that you know, we'll challenge anyone from around the world. Because I know um, Champa sort of made that claim, didn't he? And now Delirious has accepted that. But I definitely like someone to sort of sort of come in because, yeah, as, as um, John said, they used to do that quite often, you know, bringing some guys from Japan and from other indie promotions in the US. So um, I know they sort of want to, you know, push the current roster they've got and, they want to use the TV show to do that. So guys who are making sort of one and two appearances here and there aren't, aren't going to be as high up the wish list as possible. But, uh, I, I'm, yeah, as, I'm not really sure who wrestles in New Japan. I'm not, does Prince Devitt, I think Prince Devitt wrestles there, doesn't he? Um, I believe so. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at the New Japan roster right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not that up on... Oh, Kenny Omega does as well, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, Kenny Omega against uh, Robert Strong would be pretty good. Or Prince Devitt as well. They're, they're yeah, Prince good. Devitt, yeah. That would be great. Yeah, them two matches would uh, be really cool, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if they'd they'd uh, happen, but uh, yeah, a working relationship again uh, between the two promotions would uh, really work as long as champions aren't missing for eye pay per views. Name me no names. <laughs> I liked um, sort of the story behind it. Roderick wanted to put on a better match than Davies' title match just to sort of show him up. I thought that was a a good little idea there. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, and all of his sort of promos sort of are linking into the same sort of personality about how like he's so like cocky and you know he wants to do everything better than everybody else and yeah, he's sort of, you know the main attraction. I think that I mean as I said, I think he's probably the most improved in terms of character mm. uh, definitely since the TV show started. I think he's really gone edge now, and uh, I think it's something he's been missing as well because he's always been really good in the ring, but I think he's always missed something out of it so hopefully that can sort of uh, push him on again because uh, yeah he really deserves to be up there among the top names yeah 
definitely. And just throwing this out here, another person I'd like to see come in final battle if they're doing this against Roderick Strong would be Kota Ibushi. He just so much fun to watch in the ring. I think him and Strong would have a great match together. Okay, uh, before the main event started, we then have a, I had another recap of how Jellythal won the TV title a few weeks ago against Del Generico. Um, it was quite a long recap again. I think they showed most of the spots. And then um, the main event itself finally started after, I think it was over 20 minutes between the first match ending and the second match beginning. Did I don't know about you, but I, when I was watching it, I felt like the middle part of the show was dragging on a bit. Because, you know, it was 20 minutes without any wrestling and just sort of recaps and promos. Well, we seem to have that same complaint every week that we need to have like another match in the middle of the show to kind of help the flow go along and just keep it from dragging in the middle. But I guess this is the format they're going to go with for at least the immediate future. But I would really love to see a match, like have at least three matches on the show. Mm, I think eventually they'll probably go for three matches, but... As long as they're going to do the inside ROH and the uh, other segments, then that's, there isn't really any space for a third uh, yeah. match, really. That's I mean, I, I suppose they could have made the, the opening match shorter, but then you start having two, three minute matches. I mean, I, you know, when Sinclair took over, they said, you know, we're going to keep Ring of Honor more or less the same as it is now. Mm. And that, to be fair to them, they, you know, they have, they have to be honest. So, um, I, yeah, I suppose the opening match could have been a few minutes shorter. I mean, it could have uh, even made the first one longer, just so there was less of a gap between them. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's, yeah. yeah, it's not so much that the there should be more matches. I guess it need to be the show needs to be paced better to where there's not that lull in the middle. That there has yeah. been. But then again, I mean, the, the the main event was 15 minutes, and I suppose the first one was about at least six or seven minutes, and that's 22 minutes on a you 50 know, minute 40, show. Yeah, yeah, 45, 50 minute show, and. 22 minutes is probably more than you're going to get on most other wrestling shows that are two hours. So yeah, yeah, exactly. we, we can be thankful of that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did you two guys think of the main event? I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I really liked it. I, I'm, I've said before, I'm a bigger fan of Bennett than most people are. Pro- I, at least I feel like I am because I really like Bennett. I think he has a really good future in Ring of Honor. And Jay Lethal, you know, he's he's great. One thing I really liked, though, was that when they went to the outside, they had the people chanting for Steen in the front row. Yeah, I, thought, I was going to bring that up, yeah. Um, which, you know, I thought it was like a pretty cool way to try to advance that story or just have people who aren't familiar with Steen. It's like, I wonder what they're talking about and, you know, just go look it up. But, yeah, I thought I, I liked the match. I was, you know, time limit draw is getting so overdone. And, yeah, I uh, think what they shouldn't have done as well which ruined it was how they said like five minutes remaining of the time and then they had like a countdown timer so it basically made it so obvious that there's going to be a draw even if you hadn't read the spoilers you could figure it out because of the timer i think if they had to do the draw it would have been better if it just suddenly happened not just have the stupid countdown on screen i thought that was a bad move yeah and yeah i've never really so, so i've never really understood the like the timers i mean i know was it Samoa Joe once moaned about... Oh, in TNA, having, yeah. Yeah, about having a, a countdown. It is stupid, though. It, it it does just make it too obvious. Yeah, maybe even if it like, flashed up like every like, 10 minutes remaining, 5 minutes remaining, and then like at the end. But yeah, it was they had constantly it on screen with about 3 minutes left, didn't they? Yeah. It was constantly on the screen. Yeah. It was just... Yeah, that didn't need to be there. Maybe even say like 3 minutes remaining, 2 minutes remaining, 1 minute remaining. But then don't have the constant, you know, the... the the countdown thing on the screen. It was just a bit... Yeah. And I didn't like how it ended with Bennett just like, you know, the ground and pound on Lethal was just kind of weird. Like, I know what they're like going for to try to, you know, I guess the realistic kind of knockout victory, I guess, but it just seemed weird that he was just... saw that it wasn't working just kept on... Punching him. The punches punching didn't punch look... Him. They looked so bad. They looked they? really <laughs> bad, yeah. Lethal's looked all right, but Bennett's looked just terrible. It was a strange way to end. And uh, I think we discussed last week or the week before about how it was a bit silly that Bennett just didn't want any more of the match. You know, it's his title shot. Oh, that's all right. You can keep the belt. Bye. See you later. I mean, yeah, it's a bit strange. I kind of like the way they did it, though, because obviously, you know, Jelly thought was on top, wasn't he? And he was sort of dominating Bennett and then he sort of rolled to the outside. And Rob Evans, who was, I thought was really good with the match, I thought he really added to the match. Um, he sort of told him to you know, sort of step away. Um 
so yeah, I'm, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad you know, Bennett wasn't sort of teeing up on him, and then they just randomly stopped. He was like, actually, no, nah, I don't want the title, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and going back to the, the the guys in the front row chatting for Kenny, uh, Kevin Steen, am I the only one that thought they were probably plants? Because they were, yes, they seemed, were, yeah. They yeah, just they seemed had, they had so. Him. I think it'd be an interesting topic to talk about this, um, how they're building up the Steen thing, because I think they're doing a poor job of it. Do you want to talk about that now or? later yeah why not <laughs> okay i think it's silly because any new fan watching is just going to think they're just random fans chanting steen which they won't know as a wrestler they won't know that's a person they'll just think they're just chanting a random word it's gonna have no meaning to to any new fans is it so when they're shooting to final battle and he shows up there's no they don't know who he is there's gonna be no meaning to them behind it obviously yeah, the crowd the crowd will go crazy in new york but all the new fans at home will just be so confused because Ring of Honor's technique of just ignoring the whole Steen story and having a few fans chant Steen like once a fortnight, I think it's been so far, is a bit a strange move, in my opinion. The problem is, Kevin Kelly actually said, oh, he said like, something like, oh, that man who won't be named or something like that, didn't he? He didn't really make reference to him. I think um, that was the last... I don't think he said that this week. I think that was the last oh, He sort of evaded talking about him, didn't he? He just sort of... You just yeah, said there's they, some fans. Doing like, you know, the fans are chanting for somebody who turned their back on Ring of Honor. Like something oh, like yeah, that. They're, they're using their free, like, their free speech. Yeah, like, that's what they? he said. But I think what John said there would have been better if they would have said that. Yeah, and I think they really missed a trick. And I think they, they should have, when they were sort of introducing the characters, I mean, I know they introduced Al Generico, didn't they, but like before the title, his TV title match. I think they really should have pushed his his past with Kevin Steen. Yeah. Because, I mean, that, that way they, they, they wouldn't have had to, like, directly talk about Kevin Steen. They could have talked about Generico and about how he fell out with a friend. And in, in reference, they said his name. But I think yeah. that could have been a really indirect way of sort of getting people to know about the Kevin Steen storyline without actually saying, this is what happened, this is Kevin Steen, blah, blah, blah. So, I, I th- yeah, I think they missed a trick on that one. But uh, it's, it's difficult because, you know, they've said they're not going to mention him. So to just randomly talk about him on the TV show would be a bit inconsistent. So... Uh, uh, yeah, I get where you're coming from, but I suppose the way the way they've set it up, there isn't really any way around it, is there? I mean, John had a really good idea. I think it was our first episode. Like, um, why can't Steen just sort of, in storyline, buy time on the TV show? Just have a quick five-minute sort of crazy promo from backstage or some parking lot that's like Steen has bought time on the show, just so he's on there and they can be like, the commentators, like, what the hell was that? Or something like, he's bought time, we have to show this. Or just some sort of way to get his face and his character on TV. I'm sure they but could think of something. I suppose the, re- the, way, the reason that couldn't happen is because the the owners of the network actually own the company. <laughs> so Yeah, but still, if, I mean... If SVG randomly said, oh, sorry, we sold airtime to this man... Who hates Ring of Honor, even though we own Ring of Honor? There's got to be some way to get, like, you know. Yeah, just, just some way to get. Him oh, on yeah, it's definitely a way, yeah. Like, yeah. All right, just have, like, like, you know, just have, like, Kevin Keller and McGinnis talking on the outside. Just have, like, a quick, like, cutaway. Like, just make it look, like, really, like, a really, like, unplanned cutaway to, like, Steen in the back, just, or out in the random parking lot, like you said, just talking trash about Ring of Honor, I guess, and then, you know, have them scrambling trying to get the feedback to the uh, actual ringside area. Yeah. Just, just something. Just make it look yeah. unplanned. Even just have him come out through the crowd and have security just get rid of him like they do at the iPay-Per-Views because he's not appeared at any of the TV tapings yet. So unless they're going to add a promo package on, which seems unlikely, it looks like he's not going to be on TV at all. Well, they, they could even do... Cause I know if in his uh, promo when they... He sort of invaded the forum and it just took you straight to that uh, video of him. He basically said that you didn't know anything about computers and people had ha- helped him at Ring of Honor fans. He could sort of, yeah, he, they could cut away to him, like, cutting a, like, a quick promo. And, and then he could sort of say that, I've got people inside of Ring of Honor who are helping me do this. And yeah, could sort of set up a, yeah. you know, who's helping him? We need to sort of, and then, uh, you know, we could sort of get a couple of, you know, wrestlers who, I don't know, he could sort of appear. Um, who let know, him out, in out the, the building or and something. Yeah, who let him in the, who let him in the back, who... You know, you could say, "Oh, I've got like I've got a mole or something, or I've got people inside Ring of Honor that are working for me." And then that, you know, that, that could, you know, that, that opens up so many different, you know, things that can happen. I mean, mm. uh, yeah, I think that'd be would be a good idea. Yeah, but this whole thing really, you know, is just proof of how great Kevin Steen really is. Like he's only been on what two shows this year, and he's still like one of the main things all 
Ring of Honor fans talk about, even though his presence isn't there at all. Yeah. It's just insane how over he is without even having to show up. Just, you know, mentioning his name gets people gets people cheering or booing. It's just crazy, I think. Mm, he's definitely probably the biggest name in independent wrestling, I think, at yeah. the moment. Yeah, definitely. As I said before, he's just he's just so good and he's just got so much, you know, behind him at the moment, so much um you know, everything in the past 12 months he's done, he's just been brilliant. So there has to be some, you know, even if you're just using him for a storyline, he he has to be, in, you know, involved somehow because he's just too good not to have, you know, any influence on the show. And I just can't wait until, you know, he next wrestles and, uh, in Ring of Honor. I'm not sure who it will be against. I'm not sure when it will be, but when it will happen, I'm sure it will be uh, really, really good. Mm. Uh, before we move on to the news, I'd just like to say that Nigel McGuinness had an amazing line during the main event. He said that uh, Brutal Bob had been training Bennett very hard and he had Bennett pounding his meat in a frozen locker. And I just could not stop laughing at this. And I, and I, don't, know how, and I don't know how Kevin Kelly did not laugh, unless he didn't get the meaning of that. If you don't know the meaning, just I was going to say Google it, but perhaps don't. Um, but it, not safe for work. Yeah, it, it was... I just could not stop laughing at that. I don't know if it's more of an English word, English term or something, but it was it was fantastic. Oh no, it's not just an English term. We, we it, it it was just. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It was just <laughs> what it was. It was hilarious. I I had to pause the video. I was laughing that much. It was, <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, Nigel does come out with some weird like sayings, doesn't he? Even us, even for a, an Englishman, I think he just some of the things he says that are so. So strange. I like it. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good that he's just sort of different. His style's a lot different to like other commentators, which is it's good yeah. that he's got his own unique style sort of thing. But I mean, like people like you know Booker T's got his own style, but he, you know that's not a good one, really. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah. uh, people can't really, you know, haven't got a clue what he's talking about. But at least with <laughs> Nigel, he's he's funny when he's you know. A bit yeah, at least you can understand what Nigel's like trying to stay with Booker T, you're just, you know, just staring at the screen like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, overall, guys, what do you think of this show compared to, you know, previous weeks? I honestly thought it was probably one of the better shows so far. I thought, you know, it was just, I guess it would, I don't know, I just thought it was one of the better shows, if not the best show. Mm, that, that, I know we were speaking about this before, but I initially said that I thought it was probably one of one of the worst, but I, I, I mean, it's it's hard because you know they've all been so good. And yeah, I mean, I suppose you say it the worst doesn't mean it was bad. Oh no, it means, wasn't bad by any yeah, stretch. The I mean, both were so matches, much. Yeah, yeah, both matches were good, and you know, no, nothing was particularly bad apart from Mundo's promo. But yeah, um, yeah, the main event was good. I think, yeah, I think the time limit draw sort of was a bit there. Yeah, so I think it'd been better instead of done a finish or you know done something. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a good, you know, it was a good uh, episode, but I, I probably would say it's probably my least favourite of the, the show so far, but, yeah, it was still really good. One thing I didn't like is probably just me being picky, but how many times they said, tonight, Jay Lethal defends against Mike Bennett. Like, that screen come up at least five or six times and it, with that really strange photo of Bennett. Um, and Lethal has a really weird face in that picture, His too. mouth is like, it's, I don't know what he's doing, but it's the strange photos of the pair of them, and that must have came up six, five or six times, way too many. And they're still doing the thing that annoys me, where something happens in the ring, you can hear it happen, but they're showing the fans, or they're showing... Yeah, like um, during the main event, Lethal ran to do something, and then they cut to Brutal Bob, who you know looked quite dashing this week. He looked quite (laughs) dashing, to be honest. Yeah, and Um, and the facial expression he gave really showed, like you know how much how bad it was, like what happened in the ring. Yeah, (laughs) we didn't even need to see it. It was was just so told well by his face. But you know, but you can hear the move, and you can hear the crowd, but you couldn't see what happened. Which I, I don't know why they keep doing that. It's just weird yeah yeah a couple of times that they focused on like the commentators and to be honest you shouldn't the (laughs) the camera should never go on the commentators because they're there to come at the start when they introduce the show fair enough but from then on you're there to you're there to hear them not to see them so yeah yeah as you said there's been times like when the camera's been on the outside and then it yeah you hear something or they go oh what a move and then 
it pans to the back to the cat the, the ring and the guy's on the floor and he's just like oh i missed that <laughs> did you notice yeah, the thing i can Go think ahead. of is that like the move that they just did was kind of sloppy and they didn't want to show botch it but... does, yeah botch move yeah but i don't know I'd, I'd still think i'd rather see the botch move than brutal bob <laughs> uh, yeah, well, one good thing about mike mondo was when he sort of screwed up getting back in the ring i like the way he sort of made that out to be you know i like the way he recovered from that because oh yeah yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he did that quite well. I thought he improvised uh, pretty well. What did you guys think of the uh, arena, like the Louisville arena, compared to the Chicago one? Um, personally, I think I preferred the uh, the Chicago uh, arena where they they taped the first uh, four episodes. I I don't know why. I think that if anything, this one uh, Louisville was probably a bit darker. I know we were saying about the the lighting on the outside was a bit dark sometimes and. Yeah, I think I preferred the uh, the Chicago Arena, but uh, it, it, they looked pretty good as uh, good again. The, the crowd looked, uh, you know, looked packed, and uh, you know that's uh, good to see on TV. The commentators weren't right up next to the rings; they didn't have to worry about them going on the table like last week's show. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a big, big concern last week about terrible, the table. Yeah. So. Don't touch the table! Don't touch the I know. table! Not the table! It'll explode! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they were so. I, I mean, I suppose they just had to come up with a way of getting the finish. But whose idea was it? I don't know. We'll get them so they're almost touching the table and we'll freak <laughs> I know, out. I know it's not like you know CM Punk trying to hide his you know Diet Pepsi from John Cena, but <laughs> yeah, it was just like they was don't no no don't touch the don't let him on the table. Uh, it wasn't as if like, they were going to jump on it and like break through it. They were just like sort of oh. hovering above it and they'd have just. You know, they'd have fell on Kevin Kelly's notes or something. I mean, come on. It's corny finishing move names written down. Yeah, the lethal injection. Oh, no, it's not an elbow drop. Damn. <laughs> so, uh, anything else you want to add before we move on to this week's news? No, nothing to add. Apart from Bob Evans. Okay, so we'll go on to uh, the latest Ring of Honor news from the past week. Uh, the first piece of news, and probably the biggest, uh, quite ironically, isn't necessarily part of Ring of Honor, but it's that uh, Nigel McGuinness will be returning to the ring this November. Um, I think he's doing a few dates, but nothing for Ring of Honor has been announced just yet. Um, I think it's pretty obvious he is going to wrestle in Ring of Honor, especially since um, ROH put out that article saying that he's signed as, what was it, as a commentator and not an active wrestler and that he can't get in the ring. Which means, or something. yeah, something will happen <laughs> and he'll obviously have to get in the ring, you know. Yeah. I don't Is it like a retirement tour or is it? Yeah, like it's a retirement tour. Retirement tour. So you've got to think, you know, maybe what we said last week about the um, 10th anniversary show would be a good sort of farewell and a good place to do it at. Yeah, I think it's sort of towards, I think it's November and December, the the tour. I'm not sure how. Okay. Because well, I know he's, you know, the, uh, he could be Roderick Strong's phone into final battle if this is like his retirement yeah. tour. Yeah. Although people have been asking him on Twitter about that and he has been saying, Oh, I'm gonna be there but only as a commentator. I mean obviously that's just him yeah. saying that for now. Yeah. Yeah, whenever but... people say something's not gonna happen, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Especially in wrestling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when they've gone to the you know, gone to the trouble of actually saying he's an you know, he's a non competitor and he's not yeah. gonna mm. be in the ring. That basically means yeah. And yeah, I know he's he's doing a lot of dates in america and he's doing some over here in, uh, in england as well so i know he's going to be on a show local to me actually which is pretty cool so you know i've never actually seen him live and uh, that'll be probably the, the last chance i'd you know i'd get of yeah, seeing him. yeah. That's, that's pretty cool uh the next bit of news is that ring of honor is going to return home so to speak to uh, do a big show in philadelphia i'm not too sure what we can really add on this to be honest but um anything any thoughts on this I mean, I know that was like a big complaint on the old message board of Ring of Honor that they were only doing television tapings in Philadelphia and not the actual, you know, live events. So I think, you know, people, it's going to make Ring of Honor fans happy who are around the, who are around the Philadelphia area that they're probably going to get to see another show. Yeah. I'm not really sure why they suddenly just had a massive gap where they didn't do any in Philly. I mean, obviously there must have been a reason. I don't know if... The arena oh. they used. And Sorry. it's back at the uh, Pennsylvania National Guard Armory from where they originally were, not the uh, not the uh, ECW arena. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, I don't know if there was problems with the arena that they, they couldn't use it or 
they just decided not to go there. I mean, I don't think they'd have, you know, I don't think they'd have trouble selling tickets because mm. you say that's where it was born, and I think Philly has always been quite a decent wrestling area. So, I mean, if anyone knows knows why they didn't, be you know, it'd be nice for you to <laughs> get in touch. Yeah, contact ROHworld.com. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if if it's sort of been disclosed or whether it hasn't. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose when, I mean, I, I know it was done well after Gabe left, but I know. Gabe is from Philly, isn't he? So I suppose when he left, it's that the you know the urgency to return to Philly probably left when when he left. So mm. I guess that's probably part of the reason. But and you know Philly has you know about eighteen thousand different you know independent wrestling promotions in that city alone. So yeah, <laughs> you know it's probably like a watered down environment, and they ran the TV tapings there for so long that you know they just wanted to build the anticipation back up for an actual show. So. Yeah, that's the only reason I can really think of. Uh, the next bit of news from the past week is that Delirious is actually returning to the ring. Um, I'm not sure if this is a one-off return or like a regular thing, but he's going to face Tommaso Ciampa in uh, Collinsville on November 6th. Um, I'm actually a big fan of Delirious, so I'm looking forward to seeing him wrestle Ciampa. Um, I think um, it's just a way for Ciampa to get a victory here because I can't see his undefeated streak ending. But um, what do you guys expect from this? Yeah, I think it'd be pretty good. I mean, yeah, we haven't seen Delirious for quite some time. I mean, his last appearance was it was at Ring uh, the Revolution, was it Canada or USA? I can't remember, but it was the um, it was a Larry Sweeney tribute match, wasn't it, against uh, Colt Cabana? Yeah. Um, but before that, it was a while before he'd wrestled. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'd be okay with him coming back on a regular basis. I mean, I suppose they'd rather him not seeing as you know he's got other other duties and they in the company um <laughs> but uh, um yeah i mean i suppose you know it'll be a it'll be a good match and as we you know we discussed before that you know that, that they obviously want to they're hyping up champa you know they're, they're really getting behind him they're really pushing him and they're really hyping up the whole you know undefeated streak so i mean that'll go on for quite some time so um i'm sure it'll be a win for champa and you know, he's quite a respected competitor isn't he delirious in ring of honor he's got a lot of yeah. history and uh, the fans really like him, so yeah. If Champa gets a win uh, against Lyrus, that'll uh, you know that'll really um, build his uh, credibility up as well. And the final bit of news is that two big matches have been announced for Glory by Honor 10. Uh, the first is the Briscoes versus the Young Bucks, and they've also announced uh, Roderick Strong versus Jay Lethal in a proving ground match. Um, as far as I'm aware, this means that if Strong wins or he's man- he survives till the time limit, he's guaranteed a TV title shot in the future. Um, what do you before we move on to the matches themselves? What do you think of that proving ground concept? Uh, isn't that I always thought that's how non-title matches worked, anyways. Like if a wrestler beat the champion in a non-title match, they'd get a title match in the future. But I guess it's a Putting a name on the concept is actually it's sort of yeah, it's sort of an unwritten rule, isn't it? I mean, they sometimes they use it, sometimes they don't. It's just sort of you know, if someone beats the champion, then they probably deserve a title shot, don't they? Mm, yeah. And uh, I know we were talking earlier about how you know who we thought Roderick Strong might face, uh, who you know who might face off against, and don't be surprised if Roderick gets gets a win there or get you know last the 20 minutes because we know how fun ring of honor are over uh, time limit draws oh yeah good old <laughs> don't time be surprised limit draws. if they don't do a rematch at a uh, final battle for the tv title that that'd be i know they said that they wanted you know strong sort of put a challenge out there but if he you know he does succeed in the proving ground thing then oh uh, yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they uh have that as a tv title match at final battle i hope they don't do that because you know they could have a big tv title match and they could have a big match you know with strong's open challenge it'd be annoying if they sort of merged it into one match yeah, yeah i mean uh, i personally probably think that they'll do a, a lethal versus bennett rematch at final yeah battle. yeah i think bennett will probably get the belt there as well yeah i think he's going to get it sooner rather than later and you know they're they're really building up on the t- on the TV show, aren't they? So mm. that that's the first sort of pay per view in the TV era. So yeah, that to give him the the title really, uh, you know, put him over. And I think Jay Lethal he's probably better suited in the sort of main event scene, so to speak, as well. I think if anything, he's probably a bit too good for the TV title. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean. Yeah, he'd add to the main event as well because we've said a few times that the main event's lacking a bit. So if Jay Lethal mm. did move up, it'd fill that void a little bit. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know they they could do that at the moment, but you, you know, you, if you've got a title, you want him to, you know, you want to see him defend it, don't you? And yeah. I know. Yeah, that yeah Davey Richards. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've said before that yeah they've had you know last time I've had you didn't have any title matches on so mm. you know they they're, they're going to want to be uh, having the champions defend the title on you know regular basis. Mm. Okay, uh, that wraps up all of the news from the past week. Um, as usual, you can head to rhall.com during the week for all the latest news, and uh, we're just about to get another writer to the website, so we're going to keep the site even more up-to-date than it already is. Um, I believe Stephen's got some topics our listeners have sent in once again on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you can tweet us at roh underscore world. Uh, unlike Ke- Kevin Kelly, I actually know our Twitter <laughs> address. Uh, or facebook.com slash rohworld. Those are the two ways you can... Uh, so there's a topic. So, uh, Stephen, what are the topics this week? Uh, the first one is from Macklin uh, on Facebook. You can get him on Twitter at Curbside Hero. Um, he said, why is the 15-minute time limit draw being used so much? He said, I don't want to have either guy go over, have the heel lose by DQ, but in a way that they still maintain heat. Now, I know we've we've talked about that a lot, but have you got any, uh, any other things to say about that? Uh, not really. Not, not... I mean, go ahead. I was going to say, I think we covered it quite a lot last week when we, or the week before when we went through the spoilers, but I think it is overdone, and as we said earlier, adding that countdown just makes it you know, too predictable and even worse than it already is. Yeah, the only thing I can really think of is that who the TV champion is right now, and Jay Lethal, who is a pretty big name in the wrestling world, you know, somebody who you know, has beaten people like Kurt Angle elsewhere, but he still brings that credibility with him to Ring of Honor. And just the fact that two different wrestlers have gone toe to toe with him and couldn't, and he couldn't beat them in the 15 minutes, and they, you know, were able to last that long with him, you know, kind of helps build them up more than I guess the uh, disqualification or loss would by them. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can really think of. Yeah, I mean, I suppose this is Ring of Honor sort of, I'll say cheap way out, but that that's sort of their shortcut finish, isn't it? I mean, I know a lot of the promotions sort of do run-ins and. They have like count outs, but they can't really do count outs in Ring of Honor. And to be fair, they don't have that many interferences. So I so thought the time limit draw is sort of, you know, a, a more legit way of, uh, you know, and that they, they can't really think of a finish or, you know, they don't want to do a particular finish or have one guy go over. Then that's sort of the, the shortcut they use, isn't it? Uh, the next one is on Twitter from at Raw Ray Punk. He says, should Gloria Bayana be an iPay-per-view? If so, what? The ultimate main event for the 10th anniversary of Gorbana B. Um, I know we initially reported that it was going to be an iPay-per-view because I think everyone sort of we, we just sort of assumed it was, and we were yeah. Gone. I mean, last last year it was, and it was you know it was pretty good last year, and mm. it's quite you know as you say it's the 10th anniversary of, uh, of the event. It's you know it's one of the main events of the year. So yeah, I'm a bit surprised that it wasn't an what yeah wasn't an iPay-per-view, but I suppose they wanted to build up to final battle as much as they could yeah i think it's just because of the date you know they couldn't really have an ipad view in november and then december as well they can't really build them up properly so uh i think it was literally just because of the dates and they wanted to do final battle so um i think that's the only reason for it really yeah they're trying to get the big 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 uh push for final battle instead of mediocre buy rates for both Mm. uh another one on twitter at ah underscore walker he says he's got two actually the first one is who will be the one to dethrone davy richards i think it's going to be kevin steen yeah i, I, I still that. got that gut instinct he's going to be the one to take it off mm, 10th anniversary is my prediction yep mm, yeah i don't know how i can sort of disagree with you two there i mean i think they'll definitely have a title you know title match at some point and I mean, that would probably be the best way to sort of build Steam back in, to give him a title. And, you know, I think you'd have to give him the world title. I mean, that, that way he's sort of got, you know, he, he has to be on the show if he's got the world title, doesn't he? It sort of gives him a, you know, an excuse or, you know, something to hold over, you know, the company, doesn't it? So, um, and, you know, Steen and Richards have got previous, haven't they? I know Steen was sort of, after uh, Death Before the Sun, he was, you know, saying, why wasn't Richards here? And yeah, the fans were sort of agreeing with him, weren't they? So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 10th anniversary show, that'd be uh, really, really good. Yeah, it'd be um, like uh, Steen, sort of anti-Ring of Honor, the outsider against, the, you know, Davey defending Ring of Honor at the 10th anniversary show. I think that'd be brilliant. Mm. 
Uh, and his second question is, where do you see Ring of Honor in five years' time? Um, <laughs> maybe about, maybe not where TNA is right now. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking no. about like quality, quality rides. I'm, I'm not talking about, but I'm talking about like you know arena size. You know, oh yeah, actually getting in into you know maybe four or five thousand seat arenas and and you know not necessarily selling them out every time, but getting that big of attendance good attendance yeah i'd like to see you know them get like international tv deals like europe and in the uk and things and get on more channels in america because you don't have it on your tv do you john so no if they could actually get like a tv deal yeah good trick to expand yeah like a national tv deal with a station like versus where i think they'd fit in nicely it'd be great and a two-hour time slot i'd like to see hopefully by then as well would be a, a great addition i think yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that two, the two hours. But um, I suppose with, with the the uh, sort of TV, the network, with SBG, you know, owning the company, would they really, you know, that would they want to sell the rights to, you know? Uh, I suppose they can just put it on cable. more channels because yeah, I'm sure they own more channels and networks, and it's just sort of like a trial at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, so. I think they should definitely try and get it out to as many, if not all, of their. Uh, you know, markets as possible because you know I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be. Um, and I'm not I've not really heard any sort of initial feedback of the sort of ratings or you know things like that. I mean, have you heard about anything about the sort of you know ratings or? I haven't no. Uh, uh... Yeah, I'm not sure whether that works. It works the same on broadcast TV as it does on cable, but um, yeah, I wouldn't think the ratings would really be that great because of how they're, you know, the shows playing at different times in different markets. Yeah, I suppose it is is difficult because I know in some places it's on like one o'clock in the morning, isn't it? On a you know on a Sunday morning. So yeah, yeah. I suppose at the start, you know, the ratings aren't the you know number one priority, are they? It's sort of just getting the show established and sort of building the ring of one and naming new markets. And I suppose that after maybe twelve months or so, or maybe even sooner, then if you know the ratings are particularly bad, then they'll sort of have to say you know we'll have to start improving this. I'd like to see them do a you know tour overseas as well, like come over and do a UK tour. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, I think they definitely need to come back over here. Um, <laughs> obviously, because because <laughs> we're from because we're yeah, in England. Yeah, wanna... yeah. They could also you know have a show in the northeast Florida area would be nice as well. <laughs> basically, oh, yeah, basically that... where we are, we want them to go. <laughs> yeah, I think they definitely need to sort of yeah to, to go to. I mean, I know they've started already going to more places in America, haven't they? And I mean that that's the key. I mean, I think Ring of Honor is all all about, you know, the the, the live experience, isn't it? Well, yeah, we don't know that, but <laughs> <laughs> from what people have said that have been to live events, you know, to say how, how how good it is. I mean, just watching on a screen is really good. So I should imagine actually being at the event is, uh, you know, pretty special. Mm. In terms of you know where I see Ring of Honor in five years' time, I mean, it's always difficult to sort of say with them sort of things because I mean. I suppose the wrestling business is always changing, isn't it? And uh, I mean, it, it could be, you know, it's not exactly the same, but it could be in this, on a similar level as what it is now because I suppose Ring of Honor is sort of a, a niche product, isn't it? The whole, you know, concept of Ring of Honor is that it's an alternative to mainstream wrestling because, yeah. I mean, as much as we personally dislike it and a lot of people do, but sports entertainment is always going to be the num- number one, isn't it? I mean, mm. Because you know a lot of people who aren't actually particularly wrestling fans will watch that sort of show, but to watch you know a show like Ring of Honor, you, don't, you know you don't have to be a you know grizzled wrestling fan, but you know, you know you, people who watch Ring of Honor normally uh, you know have been wrestling fans for you know quite some time. So I think they'll always be you know sort of a, a niche company. And uh, but yeah, I mean I suppose the, the concept is always to to grow and. Uh, I think if you'd asked people you know, f- five years ago, if you know if they'd told them Ring of Honor would be where they are today, I think they'd have probably been quite surprised. So, mm. you know, who knows? You know, two hours would be nice. Uh, yeah, international TV deals, more tours, uh, tours overseas would be good, and uh, yeah, maybe a link up with you know a couple of Japanese, uh, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling or something like that, and uh, just getting yeah, just getting the name of Ring of Honor around the world and trying to establish uh, the brand. I suppose that's got to be the uh, the target, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, just have them grow organically. Don't try to force themselves to get too big too quick, because like, that can really do more harm than good in the long run. So I just want to see like see them, you know, grow at their 
what the best pace would be for them. And whatever that is, five years from now, I think would be the best thing for them. Yeah. Mm, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, other companies, and, you know, sort of, especially as far as in TNA, really, as you say, organic growth, you need, you know, you sh- should be, you know, you, sh- you should be growing with your, you know, with your fan base and getting more fans, whereas, you know, you shouldn't just be trying to grab fans for the sake of grabbing fans. And, you know, because them sort of people aren't, you know, if you grab them, you're not going to keep them, are you? So, yeah. especially, you know, something like TNA, where they've gone out and spent so much money on getting names from the past. I mean, I suppose, you know, Ring of Honor wouldn't do that because, I mean, you, you see guys like Jim Cornette saying, you know, he, you know how, how much they're against, you know, sort of the older guys in, mm. in wrestling. And I suppose that, you know, the whole point of Ring of Honor is that, you know, it's, it's the stars of the future. Yeah, it's the stars of the future. And, you know, Jim Cornette always says that you want to see guys that you know are going to get better when you watch them, not, you know, they're not going to get worse and they're not going to, sort of have a breakdown in the ring or you know <laughs> this could be their last match because they could need back surgery or something after the match you know something stupid like that so <laughs> yeah uh, right next one is also uh, from twitter at wh do he says it looks like it could be davy versus eddie two at final battle um do you think they'll build a whole year for davy against kevin steen um i think we touched on this didn't we about we think it'll be the tenth anniversary show. Yeah, which isn't a full year, is it? So. Yeah, it's no, about it's... six months from yeah. now or so. It's not. It's only about March, isn't it? The anniversary shows. Mm. Yes, February, March. Yeah. I, I I personally think that they could probably even do a longer build up than that. Um, because as you say, I mean, I suppose they'd want to get get it on the TV show as well. And you know, we discussed that nobody on the like new TV fans won't even. You know, we were sort of saying, you know, guessing that they've not watched Ring Runner before. You know, they, they even were, you know, they either won't know Kevin Steen's name or they won't, you know, understand what his, you know, his role in Ring Runner history is. So they've sort of got to establish that first and then sort of build a feud as well. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's even longer than that. Maybe, you know, maybe next year's Death, with, uh, Death Before Dishonor or something like that. Um, I think that would probably be a, a more realistic aim. But I mean, a whole year. I mean, what, next year's well, well, yeah, next year's final battle. I mean, it, I suppose it, it could happen, couldn't it? But maybe a rematch there. Maybe not the first time. Yeah, or maybe have Steen sort of come in and wrestle, you know, quite a few matches and just keep winning matches, and then sort of Davy has, you know, has to face him to sort of, you know, stop him, and then have, you know, as we've discussed, have the, you know, the Antichrist of Ring of Honor against sort of, you know, the savior, you know, so to speak. Yeah. But also like to see, you know, maybe Steen win it early. That way they can build up to Jericho Steen for the title uh, at final battle next year. Just like a whole two year, like full circle kind of thing. I don't know. That's just. Yeah, that that, that would be good. I mean, I know they've, they've had, they had a title match in PWG last, like this weekend just gone, didn't they? So, um, you know, Jericho and Steen. So, yeah, I mean, that, that would be brilliant as well. But I think they have, to, yeah, they'd have to give it a, leave it a while because. Um, and I'm not sure really where they'd go from with that one because you know they've done, you know their feud was just so so good that you you know how do you, you know how do you go on from there? How do you uh, you know sort of further that? I'm not really sure how they'd how they'd go from there. Uh, right, the last one is from at KKW General Manager. He says uh, Chris Hero has started taking more independent bookings. Do we see a Ring of Honor return? I'd hope so. Um, yeah, that would be. Yeah, that'd be great. Do we know um, what's going on with like? Is he not going WWE or is it just like delayed slightly? Do um, we... I'm not sure that KKW general manager hasn't really put any more information on the tweet, but I'm sure he wrestled in the that was it the pro wrestling respect. What what was it called? The the one with that Jeff Katz was his name. Uh, pro wrestling revolution. revolution. Yeah, he yeah. he wrestled on. Well, he. He was part of the first, like the the TV tapings for that. Okay. So, and he did that. That was just like a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure whether he's actually, you know, coming back permanently on the independent thing. So I'm sure if if he, you know, if he was, then I'm sure Ring of Honor would sort of, you know, bring him in as soon as possible. He'd hope so. Yeah, he'd hope. Yeah, so. I mean, that, they know how good he is. I'm sure, you know, he's comfortable with Ring of Honor. So, I mean, that would be a real big boost to the the uh, main event uh, scene as well, wouldn't it? Because you know, you can have you know, can, you can have good matches with anyone, can't he? Do you think he would get sort of like a negative response for sort of leaving and then 
perhaps with WWE not working out and then just coming back, would you think the fans would react neg- negatively to that? No, I don't think so. I think he's you know popular enough and has put enough time in with the Ring of Honor to really get the respect that mm. he you know tried to you know a different that like a, to go on to a different part of his career and something went wrong. I'm not sure. I've heard you know a lot of different stories like what's happening there. And, you know, I think the fans will just respect that he's made his return. Yeah, I don't think, you know, the fans would really be fussed about it. Because, I mean, you know, he's been in Ring of Honor for so long and sort of he's paid his dues. And I think a lot of fans sort of, you know, respect that, you know, he wanted to go and sort of further his career and, yeah. you know, and sort mm-hmm. of hold that against him. Um, I suppose when you talk about someone like Christopher Daniels, where, you know, you know I've been, I've been, you know, quite... Um, you know, but a bit annoyed with his uh, sort of behaviour in the past when he's, you know, he keeps going back to TNA after they treat him so badly. I mean, I suppose if Daniels ever came back, I think he'd probably get a bit of a, maybe not a negative response. Mi- but mixed, think, definitely. Yeah, mixed, definitely mixed because, you know, I mean, he's, he's better the devil you know, I suppose, isn't he? And uh, I, know he, I know in his Twitter profile, he's still got something like Ring of Honor, um, oh, what is it? Ring of Honor Founding Father or something. And oh, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's just a bit annoying that he's... I know, um, you know, I know Jim Cornette sort of stood up for him, didn't he? So so much when he got sort of canned by TNA last time. Mm. And then he sort of, you know, he came to Ring of Honor, sort of built up his reputation back. And then, you know, the first opportunity, he was gone again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was disappointing. But, yeah, someone like Chris Hero, who's, uh, you know, he, de- he deserves the, uh, you know, deserves to further his career. But, he, you know, if, that has, if the WWE thing hasn't worked out and... It, you know, it would look like it hasn't because, I mean, Claudio's been in WWE for a, a couple of months now, hasn't he? And he's, yeah, FCW, he's yeah. He's been on FCW TV a few times. So, um, and I'm, I'm sure I read somewhere that they were planning on Hero and Claudio sort of going in together and they were even thinking of, you know, calling him up as a tag team. So, mm. I don't know if he's failed like a medical or something. I mean, I know WWE yeah. are really strict on the medicals, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, we, we don't really know, to be honest. There's so many yeah. rumors out there and... Yeah, I've just heard a bunch of different rumors. I'm not sure which are true or which aren't, so I don't really want to say anything on that. But it's a shame yeah. that he's not getting the opportunity that he you know, really deserves. Mm, I mean, maybe, maybe something will happen in the next few weeks. Maybe there. Because I know on the Wrestling Road Diaries, Brian Danielson had to wait a while, didn't he? Oh, he did, yeah. And stuff. yeah. So, you know, that, that might be the sort of thing that's holding it up. But, um, you know, if, if that doesn't work out, then, you know, everyone will sort of welcome him back uh, to Ring of Honor with Welcome, you know. Sort of, uh, you know, welcome arms, aren't they? Because, uh, you know, we know how good he is, and you know, I think he'd fill a bit of a hole on the roster where, uh, mm. you know, the departure of him and Claudio really sort of, uh, you know, really hit the uh, roster hard. Mentioning that DVD, I definitely recommend that Wrestling Road Diaries. If you haven't seen it, I'd recommend picking that up. It's really good. And that's the uh, the last of the user topics. Sent in on Facebook and uh, our Twitter pages. Okay. Uh, is that the end of the show then, guys? Anything we'd like to add or touch on before we close the show? Um, uh, one extra thing about the TV show, I thought Bob Evans was absolutely brilliant. Okay. Uh, thank, thank you for sharing that, Stephen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd just like to quickly say we've recently done an interview with Michael Elgin, um, which has just gone up on the website. Um, and we've also got a huge sort of archive of interviews on the site, which uh, there's a big interviews button, easily access them there. We've got plenty on there, about maybe 20 by now, I think, which is really good considering um, the site's only been going since the uh, end of February. So it's good that we've got so many already. Uh, and that 18, can... actually. <laughs> 18, okay, okay. I just checked. I mean, that's, yeah, Almost I think we've, you know, we've, and we, we've included a couple from the past, sort of, you know, we had one with uh, Adam Pearce and, had one with you know Steen. You're not in the past, but you know he's not actually an there official is. Ring yeah. of Honor wrestler. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean I, I know we're definitely looking into getting some more. It's just when you get to this stage, of sort of running out of people to do. And uh, yeah, we're going to try and get some more on the podcast. We've got one yeah, possibly uh, lined up coming soon. So uh, keep your eyes on the website. Yeah, that, that. that'd be that'd be a, an interesting one. And yeah, we're 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 trying hard to get that one, aren't we? I know that sort of we're sort of halfway there. It's just sort of getting it over the line now and sort of yeah because it's i mean i know we've uh spoken about how many interviews we've done but you know i think 
we should make you know make it clear that you know the wrestlers have been so you know so yeah good. they've been so supportive of the site because you know. considering we started this in february and we were just two students who just made a website and it's become such a great success so and a big part of that has been the support of the the roster members mm, a lot of them have sort of you know contacted us and said you know we we read the site and we you know we're really you know we really like the site and they're more than welcome to do interviews for us and yeah. You know, these are guys who are, you know, travelling most of the time. So to, for them to take out, you know, take time out of their schedule to sort of do things with the site, I think that's, uh, you know, it's a really cool of them to do that. Mm. Yeah, so uh, thank you once again for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you'd like to leave some feedback, there's uh, quite a few ways you can do it. You can send us an email to contact at rohworld.com. Uh, you can tweet us at roh underscore world or just use the hashtag rohcast. And you can also write a comment on our Facebook wall, which is facebook.com slash rohworld. Thank you to Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we will see you next week. Quick promos um, and TGP. TGP? Oh, my (laughs) God. I'm glad I didn't say that when he was here. That would have been embarrassing, wouldn't it? And it was a good match. I'm happy to see uh, TJ Penn get TJ Penn. Good God, I'm an idiot. TJ Penn. I just want UFC right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mixture between GSP and BJ Penn. They're TJ Penn. Yeah. <laughs>